So I'm going to talk about, going to talk about Christmas, Emmanuel, God with us. I'm going to do a three-week series on that. And we're going to celebrate the greatest birth, the greatest person ever to live in history. For God so loved the world that he entered our world and God came in human form. God became flesh, Emmanuel, that we sang about this morning. So we're starting a three-week series, and we're going to celebrate the most incredible truth that God is with us. Christmas is all about and means that God is with us. Can we say that together? God is with you. And so we're looking at an anchor scripture here in Matthew that we're going to unpack here. Now, we hear about it at Christmas. We've heard about it in the past, and I get that. I get that, but what I want us to see is that uh, maybe you don't come to church very often and you're just kind of occasional. What I want, or maybe you come all the time. What I want to see is this verse in Matthew literally will change everything in your life. We're going to talk about the birth narrative uh, of a very famous, well-known passage that we hear every Christmas. But what I want to say is this. We can never exhaust uh, the riches and how meaningful it is. We can never plumb the depths of Matthew chapter 1, verse 23. So we're going to spend our time on one verse. We're going to read uh, six verses. So if you would stand to your feet, if you are able, if you are able to stand to your feet. Matthew chapter 1, verse 16 through 23. This is the word of the Lord. I'll read verse 18, and you'll read the odd verses. This is how Jesus, the Messiah, was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph, but before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And all of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Father, thank you that we're here. Thank you for every person here and watching online. Father, as we bow our heads and hearts before you, before the greatest story ever told, and thanking you for your son, the only one in history who was born of a virgin and supernaturally conceived by the Holy Spirit. We ask that you would grant by your grace this morning that we would have a fuller and more meaningful understanding of who Jesus is as God with us, our Lord and our Savior and our Redeemer. And I pray that our time in your word would, would impact us and change us in our understanding of Christmas as we would fully grasp and embrace the reality of who Jesus is and help us to peer into the Christmas story with, with fresh eyes and grasp the significance of it, that God has come to us, Emmanuel, and ask that you would speak to us from your word, things that we would be glad for and need to hear in Jesus' name. And everyone agreed saying, and so in the prophet Isaiah, 700 years before this was written, wrote in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, a similar scripture says, all right, then the Lord himself will give you the sign. Look, the virgin will conceive a child that will give birth to a son and call his name Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And God's people were being attacked by the enemy. And so God showed up and uh, told King Ahaz, gave him uh, this scripture here. And so Matthew picks up that quote and quotes it related then to the birth of Christ. And one of the things that we needed to know from Isaiah chapter 7 there, 
but it's saying that you need to know about Emmanuel, that anything that you go through, anything you're going to face, uh, you're not facing it alone. And the birth of Christ would announce that God is with you. Not just that there's a baby with you, but God is with you. And Jesus has, I want us to understand from this, not just a Christmas verse, but Jesus has every intention of being with you your whole life. That's what Emmanuel means, that he is the God that is with you in every season of your life. And aren't you glad that you have a God who is in your corner that is actually with you? So we want to look at these four words uh, that they will call him Emmanuel, that God, God here, put it up on the screen there, God is with us. God, can you put that up? God is with us. And so the first thing you need to know to understand about Jesus Christ is his designation. His designation is the first thing Matthew talks about, he's God. Not only is he God, but he's with us. And so Matthew tells us that the child to be born is not going to just be with you, but he is God with you. So that changes everything that he is God with you. And the New Testament is very clear to equate over and over and over again that Jesus Christ is none other than God himself, that Jesus is God. Not kind of want to be God, not junior varsity God, not kind of similar to God. No, he is God. So when you see Jesus, you see God. That's the point. And the New Testament tells us over and over of that reality that Jesus is 100% fully God. At the same time, he's 100% fully man. So Jesus is human and divine at the same time. Jesus is the uniting of deity and humanity in one person. He is then the incarnate God. He's the God-man. God himself entered into our world. And that's why we celebrate Christmas. Jesus is God in a human body. Jesus then, think about the whole Old Testament. They never knew what God looked like. He was invisible. So Jesus, when he came, is the visible manifestation of the invisible God. So that now God is touchable. Now God has skin. Now God has bones. Uh, now God is, is wrapped in humanity there. So Jesus then, again, the uniting of humanity and deity. So Jesus is the son of God, but he's also the son of man. He's fully divine as the son of God and fully man as the son of man. And so fully human. So we celebrate at Christmas time, we celebrate the absolute, immense, unspeakable wonder that God is with it that our creator has actually come to our planet, that God has become a human being, that God, think of it, that God has sent God to be with us. This is the meaning and the message of Christmas and the mission for that matter. And so God is with us, but what is God doing now that he's with us? You see, God, when he came to be with us, God is on a mission there. A mission of what? To seek and to save them that are lost. God is on a rescue mission to help those who are dead 
in their trespasses and their sins. See, he came to be a shepherd for sheep without a shepherd. So people that are lost and aimless and wandering, that's why he came to point them to the Father, to bring us a life unimaginable, what we call abundant life. So where else then does the Bible talk about that Jesus is God? I want to unpack a few scriptures to you. First of all, it's Colossians 2.9. Look at this, it says here. For in Christ lives all the fullness of God, not a little bit, but the complete embodiment of the Almighty God in a human body. There it is. That's a very important doctrine in theology for us to grasp there because in Christ, you have, in other words, the fullest expression of God. There and so, uh, in Christ, you have absolute, unreserved deity in human form. So the Bible says additionally in Philippians 2.6 that though he, Jesus, was God, okay, he did not think equality with God is something to grasp or to cling to. Well, why would that be? See, because he has always existed uh, and has always been God by nature, it is pre-incarnate there, he possessed everything that was God, all the qualities of God. And this is why Isaiah says, for unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given. And the government shall rest upon his shoulders, and he shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God there, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government, there shall be no end. So, here we see that when we're talking about Jesus, we're talking about God, Almighty God. All that God is, Jesus is, in a human form. And so God became a man in the person of Jesus Christ. All that made God God is in the person of Jesus. So God then uh, is uh, emptied himself into a human being, Christ Jesus. And so Here's a take-home point. Say, you know, I just want to get closer to God. Well, since Jesus is God, get closer to Jesus and you get closer to the Father. So finally then, the Gospel of John gives another account of the incarnation. I just wanted us to see the plurality of scriptures that points to the New Testament, Jesus being God, and this is not a complete list. But John chapter 1, verse 1 and verse 14. In the beginning was the Word. Well, the Word is Jesus. So in the beginning was Jesus. And the Word, that is, Jesus was with God. And the Word, that is, Jesus was God. And then in verse 14, you skip down, it says, And the Word, that is, Jesus became flesh. God became flesh. Now he's hanging out with us. Now we can see him. It says, And he dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory the glory of the only begotten of the Father. And so we see there then that the scripture that we've looked at points that Jesus is God. Emmanuel, God, is with us. And so his deity is undeniable. All of his names point to he is equal to God. Uh, so I just want to give you a few of those, not a complete list. But he is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end the Lamb of God, the true vine, the Prince of Peace, the Passover Lamb, the atoning sacrifice, our divine deliverer, the coming King, the anointed one, the great I Am, the wisdom 
of God, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth, the bread of life, the good shepherd, the son of righteousness. I need to maybe catch my breath here. But he is the desire of the nations, the Holy One of Israel, the suffering servant, the coming Messiah, the King of the Jews, the friend of sinners, the Word, the blessed hope, our great high priest, the rock of our salvation, the lily of the valley, the way and the truth and the life, and Emmanuel, God with us. See, Jesus is God. Yeah, so the fact then that Jesus is God, what are the implications of that, that Emmanuel is with us? You always need to know that God is a with us kind of God here that never leaves you, never forsakes you. But because of who he is, and he's come to be with us, what are the implications of that? In a nutshell, Emmanuel, God with us, who is infinitely rich for our sakes, the Bible says, has become poor. And he entered into a sin-polluted world, became everything that he was not, so that we can become everything that he is, that he who knew no sin became sin, that we can become the righteousness of God in Christ, that he took on our guilt, he bore our shame, he carried our sorrows, he was wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities there, and he went to heaven to prepare a place for us. He's given us his spirit to lead us and guide us and to come alongside of us. He ever lives to make intercession for us. One day he's coming back. But all of that, because he was Emmanuel. And this is what Emmanuel has done for us. So all of that to say this. At Christmas time, we can't lose sight of the fact that he's Emmanuel. We can't lose, because we get so uh, steamrollered by the holidays sometimes that, we're, that, the, that the eyes and the affections of our heart kind of drift off the reality of what Christmas is all about. So I want to remind you of this, because over Christmas, uh, we can face some of the hardest times of the year. Is that true? Uh, thank you for the one person out there. Uh, Getting through Christmas can be walking like through a minefield for people that have lost a loved one, have to relive that every year. And you can be hurting deep down if you've lost a, a loved one or a child. A friend of mine sends me a picture of what it's like to lose uh, a child. It's the most depressing thing that I've ever seen, uh, the picture. But... And you can go from being happy at the holidays to very sad, to being overwhelmed with sadness. There's no, what are you going to do? I mean, there's no book that you can go to to read and going to make you feel better. There's no online resource. There's no, like, manual to figure out and how you're going to feel better. But there is Emmanuel, God with you. And Emmanuel is the one that we want to lean into. Emmanuel is the one that we want to go to that tells us you are not alone. When is God with us? Well, I think you would agree with me. God feels like he's with you when things are going well. But what about when things are not going well? 
then how does it feel? See, it's easy to believe God is with you when everything is good. What about when you have bad news? Well, who is he then? He's with you. He's still with you as your comforter. What about when you feel alone? He's still with you as your companion, as one who comes alongside you to help you. What about where is he when you are afraid? See, he's still with you as your peace. And where, where is he when you feel weak? Well, he's still with you as your strength. And where is he when you don't know what to do? He's still with you as your wisdom. See, and what about when you are lost and you're feeling hopeless? You're lost in your, in your sin, in your darkness. He's with you as your Savior. See, some seasons and some pockets of time there in life feel really good. What about when the kids are going sideways and they're stupid and they're doing crazy things there? Or what about when it seems like things are good and you're excited about the holiday and then you get the medical report, the, uh, the biopsy, and it's bad news. Uh, there's bad medical news or bad financial news or bad relational news. And the, the holidays have a way of intensifying everything, intensifying the dysfunction of families and all, and it just reaches an all-time high at the, at the holiday. So just this week, talking about what do you do when things aren't good. So just this week, get a call Monday night, or I made a text Monday night, Pastor Rod, the person's here right now, sitting here. Pastor Rod, can you come to the hospital? They just told me that my wife is not going to leave the hospital. I'll be, I'll be over there and, and give me an hour. I'll be over there. About 48 hours or so, his wife, the mother of two children, about eight and 10 years old, died. He's here this morning. And then the same, this is week, 48 hours later, when I just heard about the wife passing, then I hear about uh, another person who was here this morning sitting right there, that his brother a pastor that baptized him at one of our baptisms at Lake Mears with all of us, died at his desk, and then I hear about that. So just this week, in this community, two people lost family members. Like, where's God then? And what do you do then? But see, that's what God came for. See, where is God with us? He's, the, he's with us then. One of the conclusions that I have about Emmanuel, and we can thank God because he's always with us. The Bible says in Hebrews that he can sympathize, he can relate to us, and he understands our weaknesses because he was one of us. And so he knows what it's like to what you face because for 33 years on earth, Jesus experienced every situation that you and I will ever face. He faced loneliness. He was forsaken. He knew what it was to be on the other end of resentment and bitterness and hatred. He knows what it's like to be rejected. He was despised and rejected of men. He was crucified, and he died an unjust death. He understands. So you cannot say anything to him that he doesn't like know what you're talking about. He's not a distant God that just stayed away, but yet he came to our planet to be with us like one of us, though he was divine it didn't have a sin nature, so he could understand us. So where then is God 
with us. God is with us always. God is with you on the mountaintop where you can easily see and feel that, but he's also with you in the valley. He's also with you in the wilderness. He's also in the storm when your life is being tossed to and fro and you don't know which side is up. That's who he is. So you see now why the reality that the first thing that Matthew would ever talk about when the Holy Spirit is inspiring him, he says, hey, go back to the Old Testament and say that is Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, that his name shall be called Emmanuel. One word in uh, Hebrew, but three or four in English, which means that God is with us, that he will ever and forever be a for us, with us kind of God. And so my hope and my prayer for you is that when you're going through the Christmas season and you bump up against things that you would doubt that, you can just lean into like, this is who he is. Like, this is what his name means. And this is what Christmas is all about. So my hope and my dream is that our hearts this morning in the next couple of weeks could like be a little recalibrated, kind of hit the reset button so that we don't get steamrollered by the season, but that we, we can be centered in this great truth of Christmas that God is, is with us. So if you would bow your heads with me, I'd like to pray for us. And I hope that we can understand the name of Emmanuel as we see and have been given a gift this Christmas that God wants to be with you, that God wants to connect with you. And we all have the opportunity to say yes to the greatest gift of all time the gift of God's love through Jesus Christ. Perhaps this morning you might want to think about that. Have you ever really received the gift? You receive gifts all of our lives, but have we ever received the greatest gift that God has given us in his son, Jesus Christ? Have we ever received the free gift experienced through grace by faith? How you could become a new person, how uh, you can know that God is with you, how you can know that your sins are forgiven, uh, that you could know that his life was given for you personally and receive his forgiveness. And that is you, and you're here today, you're watching online. I'm going to lead you in a simple prayer. You can say in your heart, because the Bible says if you would just confess with your mouth, and believe in your heart that God has raised Christ from the dead, he will save you. So I want to invite you to pray, pray a simple prayer of surrender of your life to Christ. So if you're ready and you want to say yes, don't let anybody hold you back, you pray this prayer. Say, Jesus, I want you to be the Lord of my life. Forgive me of my sin going my own way, and I'm turning toward you, and I give my life to you. And I believe that you're the Son of God, and I believe that you died for my sins, and you rose again. And today, I put my faith in Emmanuel. Thank you for saving me. 
It's in your name that I pray. Amen. And so if you prayed that simple prayer, and I know that some of you did, now you're right with God. Now the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanses you from your sin. The wall that separated you from Him is broken, and you have peace with God. So I want to shout you out, encourage you to find a church if you're not already a part of one, and perhaps restart your life. Perhaps this Christmas is a good time to do a restart. A restart, we all have our New Year's resolutions. Maybe there is a New Year's spiritual kingdom, eternal resolution. Think about that. So, Father, as you see your children here, uh, may your face shine upon them. And Lord, this week, may they know that you are the God that is gracious to them. May they experience you as Emmanuel, God with us. And Father, may you meet them. May they cry out to you. May, you. may they know that you hear them. I pray that you'd experience you as a good God and a great God who loves them and is for them and not against them. May they know the power of your presence in their life. May they know your peace and your nearness and sense the hand of Almighty God upon them. And I ask that you would do this and that you would do more. Ask your blessing over their lives. And ask this in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. In Christ's name, amen and amen. God bless you. God love you. And see you next time.